Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021, Hitler's birthday. Also the, uh, let me see here, uh, it's probably, I don't know what the actual number, but it's also the anniversary of the Columbine shooting where uh, Dylan Harris and Eric Klebold, I think their names were, uh, shot up their school, killed a bunch of kids and teachers. Terrible situation. And that was a call for big gun control back then. And now we have the same kind of thing going on, trying to get gun control now. Didn't work then, don't, won't work now. Anyway, this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now, you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, hit the contact me button, send me an email, or call and leave a message, and we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered, get you on the right track. Also, while you're on the site, make sure you hit the radio shows tab. And at the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. There's over 500 shows up there now, and uh, they're all shareable via email and social media. They all have uh, descriptions of what was talked about during the show. And we encourage you to have fun. Uh, just surf through there and check things out. Enjoy them. And uh, while you're at it, then scroll down a little further. You'll see the information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And then at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to the archive page set up to, or excuse me, the Facebook page set up uh, for the show, as well as the chat room. Now, the Facebook page is not going to have anything new posted because I'm a, in Facebook jail again for the second month in a row. <laughs> I was in all of March, uh, got out March 31st, posted the replay of one of my shows that mentioned we talked about. Uh, uh, COVID vaccinations, and that was enough to trigger Zuckerberg and to throw me in jail for another 30 days. So I'm a Facebook felon, recidivist, repeat offender, all that good stuff. But um, there's still stuff there that hasn't been censored yet, and we encourage you to take a look through things, have fun with it, and hopefully I'll be back uh, towards the end of the month or early in May, and we'll see if we can't get thrown in jail a third time. <laughs> We'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, just have fun with it. And uh, just uh, remember that um, everything we say or nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use the show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. 
Also, the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on the show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. And nothing we say in the show, I already did that part. I kind of got things backwards today. Uh, the number to call into the show is 614-426-8787. 614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. Or if you're on Skype, you can send a contact request to Sarge45ACP. That's S-A-R-G-E, the number's 45, and the letter's A-C-P as in Paul. Mention you're a listener, and we'll get you approved. And then from that point on, you'll be able to call in anytime. The shows are live in excellent audio quality via Skype. So that's it for the housekeeping stuff here. Just making a little uh, change on the screen, cleaning things up a smidge. And getting a chat room where I can see it, just in case. All righty then. Um just got word the other day that a, a friend of mine, a guy I worked with at the police department, uh, was just diagnosed with lung cancer. And I i think he said that they, they're planning surgery or something like that soon. So I just thought, you know, it just gave me a, a, a spur to talk a little bit about cancer again. You know, why do we get cancer? You know, how the MDs screw things up and that kind of stuff. You know, first off, your body becomes cancerous because you don't give it the stuff it needs to stay healthy. And that's the 90 essential nutrients that we talk about. You know, this that's what the whole show's about, although we haven't been talking too much about it lately. It's the foundation that your body uses to stay healthy, whether it's cancer or um, high blood pressure, blood sugar issues, COVID, or other flu-type things. You know, all of these things... You, you get these things because your body is not neutrified, because it doesn't have the 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and two essential fatty acids that God designed your body to use to maintain a proper immune system and everything functioning the way it's supposed to. And when you put those back into the mix, like I say every day on my show, your body is going to take that stuff and send it where it needs to go and do some amazing things that will blow you and your MD and everybody else away. Um, you know, my particular case in 2012, I had high blood pressure. Both my knees were bone on bone. I had sciatica, arthritis, sensitive teeth. I was 70 pounds overweight. Um, the list goes on and on and on. If you go to my website, click the Who Am I tab and scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll see a short list of uh, things that I reversed using science-based, clinically verified medical nutrition that my doctors, my MDs, my wisdom, you know, the medical deities couldn't come close to touching. All they can do is manage those things. They have no idea what causes the problem. They have no idea what cures the problem. They only know what drug to throw at it to manage the symptoms and keep you alive while you're in their office. And that's their job. They, they don't believe that you can cure anything. You know, that's the sad thing about medical doctors. They're not trained that. When you go to the medical school, you're going into a indoctrination center that is basically owned and operated for lack, you know, at least funded by Big Pharma. And the only thing they teach in those schools is how to make Big Pharma rich. They don't teach how to make people healthy. 
and keep them from having to be return customers. You know, Big Pharma wants everybody to be a repeat customer. That's why when you're dealing with allopathic medicine, which is what MDs practice, you never cure anything. You never reverse anything. You just manage it so that the people have to keep coming back for more and more and more prescriptions of their toxic and lethal drugs. And many of the drugs that they recommend for one disease will automatically cause another disease. That's right. They put you on a statin drug, which nobody should ever take, and within two to five years, you will be a type 2 diabetic because statin drugs cause type 2 diabetes. Many high blood pressure drugs cause type 2 diabetes. Why? Because those drugs require certain nutrients to metabolize them. And when you take those drugs, you metabolize them using up the nutrients, the few nutrients you have, and pretty soon those nutrients that are required to maintain other parts of your body healthy are no longer there, so the other problem, problems start up. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a sickening situation. But instead of putting nutrients in and making you healthy, the drugs take nutrients out and make you sicker. Perfect, you know, good good deal for MDs if you know if good the only trouble is it doesn't help your customers, your patients. It only helps you and your bottom line and big pharma who funds the schools and teaches you how to use their drugs to manage symptoms of chronic health issues. Like I say in my opening, every day there's nine hundred chronic diseases that are caused by a nutritional deficiency. And unfortunately, MDs are not taught anything about nutrition. So they have no clue how to fix things, how to restore health, only how to manage disease. So if you've got type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure or macular degeneration or arthritis, and you just want to manage it by taking pills for the rest of your life, then by all means, go to your local medical doctor, medical deity. But if you want to reverse those things, get rid of them once and for all, like I did, then you're better off going to a longevity distributor who's hooked his cart to the Dr. Wallach horse of knowledge because they will be able to help you reverse those things using nutrition rather than dangerous drugs. And cancer, believe it or not, is no different. Cancer happens because your body is not given the things it needs to maintain healthy cells. And when the healthy cells are no longer healthy, and then you continue to uh, shovel a diet of fried foods and oils and things like that down your throat, which cause inflammation and cancer, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, you're going to get cancer, among other things. And that's why we have a list of bad foods that you can download free of charge under the uh, uh, Trinity of Healthcare uh, tab on my website. The first thing is the bad foods. And if you click on that, it'll show you the list of the 12 bad foods. There's a video there by Dr. Peter Glidden explaining why each of those foods are killing us. And there's a list there, a PDF form that you can download free of charge, put on your refrigerator, or wherever you need to, in order to remind yourself not to eat those things. And when you do that, just cutting out the bad foods will help you considerably. 
But some of the worst things when it comes to cancer is the second half of that list. Well done meats. You know, you should never eat meat. You know, there's, you know, and that's the thing. You get so many people talking about beet meat being a bad thing. Oh, meat causes cancer. No, it's not the meat. It's how it's cooked. When you cook your meat rare, medium rare, so it's still red on the inside, that's good for you. When you dry it out and cook it to death and burn the fat and you end up with well-done meat, it's like shoe leather. Why anybody would ever want to eat that in the first place was beyond me. But that's what causes and makes it cancerous, carcinogenic. So you can eat red meat. Just don't cook it well or well or uh, you know medium well or well done. Cook it rare, medium rare, and you'll be fine. Fried foods. Same thing when you cook uh, foods in hot oil, it produces trans fats and free radicals that when you take them into your body, produces inflammation and cancer. When you do potato chips, that hot oil on starchy carbohydrates produces acrylamides, which is not good. They are cancerous. And don't think that you can eat the baked chips instead of the fried ones and get away with it. The baked chips are even more carcinogenic than the fried ones because of the process they use. It just, you know, if, it, if it's a chip, it, you just call them cancer chips. Whether they're baked or fried, they're going to give you cancer. They're going to cause cancer. The well-done meats produces acrylamides and heterocyclic amines, which are cancerous. Oils, including extra, extra, extra virgin, virgin, virgin olive oil. All oils, when they're exposed to air, they oxidize. And when they oxidize, it produces trans fats and free radicals that when taken into your body produces inflammation and cancer. And yes, even coconut oil. Any plant oil will oxidize and produce those things that cause cancer when you take them into your body. Sorry, that's just the way it is. You have all these companies out there saying, oh, this is so good for you, this is so good for you. Well, of course they do because they're the companies that make this stuff. Dr. Wallach doesn't make oil and he doesn't have anything to do with it. He's just done the studies to show that what they do is bad for you. And anything good they have, you can get from other things that do not bring the bad along. So avoid all oils. <sighs> baked potatoes. The skins of baked potatoes, sweet potatoes, and yams. If you boil a potato, you can eat the whole thing. But when you bake it, the skins take on, a, they, there's basically a chemical reaction that takes place. Again, produces heterocyclic amines and acrylamides that makes them carcinogenic. So if you have a baked potato, just eat the meat of the potato. Don't eat the skins. I know. Everybody, I did too. <laughs> I used to eat the skins of baked potatoes. The crunchier and crispier they were, the more I liked them. Guess what? <laughs> Big mistake. So... Just eat the meat of the potato, enjoy that, but throw the skin away. Or give them to your friend that you don't like. That's a misnomer. Give them to your enemy. <laughs> no, just don't eat them. 
So anyway, when you do those things, when you cut those things out of your diet, you will cut off the stuff that's causing the problem to start with, along with the lack of nutrition. Then nutrify your body with the 90 essential nutrients. And you can use a Healthy Body Start Pack, or in my opinion, a better and less expensive way to go is the Ultimate Classic, the um, uh, Caltati, and the Prohoba Omega, which those three things provide all 90 essential nutrients in uh, highly absorbable form that will give your body the stuff it needs to stay healthy. And uh, again, it's a little less expensive that way than, than the Healthy Body Start Pack, but um, it's still a high-quality process that um, you know, gives you what you need without all the bells and whistles. It's just the straightforward stuff and uh, does a great job. And that's basically what I use. So doing those things, you'll be amazed at what will happen. You know, I have met people who were diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer who basically um, ended up being told by their doctor that they were, you know, they've gone through all the processes, the chemo, the radiation, all the other, the surgeries. And when it was all said and done, the medical system milked them for as much money out of their insurance as they could possibly get. And then the doctor says, there's nothing more we can do to you. I mean, for you and go home, get your affairs in order. You're going to die. Ain't that just wonderful. And, uh, instead of going home and doing what the doctor told them, they found out about Dr. Wallach and his program and the longevity products, got on board with those things, and instead of dying within 90 days, they were cancer-free within 90 days. How do you like that? And uh, that's just absolutely mind-blowing. And when, uh, when they outlived their doctors, <laughs> which has happened in many cases, the doctor that said they were going to die from cancer ended up dying themselves, and they are still alive. Because they found out the truth of how to maintain a healthy body. And the, the other thing is the MDs look at it from a totally screwed up way, which is typical for MDs. They see a tumor and they think that's the cancer. When in fact the tumor is merely the symptom of the cancer, which is throughout their entire body. And that's why when they go in, they cut it out. They say, we got it all. You're cancer free. Baloney. And every time they do that, within two to five years, the person has even more cancer, and it's usually throughout their body. It's because they didn't get the cancer because the cancer was systemic. It was throughout their entire body. It was caused by a lack of nutrition. Every cell in their body was screwed up. There was just one area there where a tumor grew, and they think that's the cancer. And they do it all the time. And then people fall for the line. You know, they said the doctor says, well, if you don't do what I say right away, you're going to die. Actually, when you if you do what they say, you're going to die. You know, they the first thing they always tell you, you got to do chemotherapy. And they know it doesn't work. They know it's toxic and they know more people die from the chemotherapy than from the cancer. Chemotherapy kills about a million people a year from what Dr. Glidden's told me recently. And in 2004, the Journal of Clinical Oncology published a study that showed for adult-onset cancers a five-year survival rate, and that's all they talk about now. They never talk about cures. They just talk about surviving five years. If you live five years and then die on five-year and day one, they consider that a success. I don't think you would agree if you were the person who died five years and a day later, but uh, they think it's a, a success if you make it five years. 
I want to live a whole lot longer than that. And the thing is, is according to the Journal of Clinical Oncology, which is one of the preeminent uh, journals for oncologists, cancer doctors, they said five-year survival rate using uh, chemotherapy on adult onset cancers, the, the therapy is 94 to 97% ineffective. Basically 97% ineffective, and there's a plus or minus um, 3% margin of error. So between 100% and 94%, it doesn't work. <laughs> And yet they still do it. Why is that? Because it makes billions of dollars every year for drug companies and the people that administer the drugs. And chemotherapy is the one drug that doctors get a kickback from. So they all make money and you get given all this stuff that just, I mean, basically by the time you get done with chemotherapy, most of the time you want to die. You said, please just let me die. I don't want to go through this again. It does no good and it makes you sicker and sicker and sicker. And if you talk to most oncologists, if they're honest, and that tell them, would, if you had cancer, would you do chemo? And they'd all tell you no. And they wouldn't let a family member do it either. But they're happy to make, let their customers, <laughs> yeah, patients, whatever you want to call them, do it. Because it's no skin off their nose. They're making money. That's what they're doing. You know, why do you have it's this old two steps forward, one step back, that kind of thing. You have to get sicker to get well. And it don't work that way. You know, it's just un insane. And then they do the, th the the surgeries, which obviously cutting out a tumor isn't going to do any good because the cancer is systemic. You just have another tumor form somewhere else. And then they'll cut that one out and it just keeps going. It's whack-a-mole. Insanity. So then you have radiation. Oh, yeah, we're going to nuke it. <laughs> Kills everything. You know, it's the... The things that MDs come up with, I mean, these are the same, same people that killed George Washington, bled him to death, and uh, gave him mercury and all kinds of things that, you know, toxic chemicals. You know, the dental community still uses mercury. It's one of the most toxic chemicals known to exist to man. And they, you, they put it in every time you get a filling, unless you demand, you know, a composite, no, no mercury, they're going to put mercury in you that will continue to you know, make you sick and toxify you for years and years and years and years. It's just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You know, and that's the allopathic medical community. You know, on the other hand, you can hook your cart to the holistic community, which has been curing cancer for years, all kinds of different things. And, Nutrition, I still believe, is the absolute best because that strikes at the foundation. When you give the body the, the raw materials, the, the raw nutrition that it's designed to stay healthy, it takes it, sends it where it needs to go, and fixes things. Now, you can do other things. Um, there are C60. Carbon 60 is, one of, is a phenomenal thing. And people that have just used that have reversed cancer that they've had. Um. Another thing, fenbendazole, which is a simple dog warmer, <laughs> is rather interesting, but it has anti-cancer capabilities that will deal with cancer cells. However, you got to keep using it, and it's again, it's it's basically a different type of medicine. At least it's one that's not going to hurt you, but it basically doesn't do anything to reverse the conditions that allowed the cancer to happen in the first place. 
the only thing that does that is nutrition. And that's why I always go back to nutrition as the number one thing for virtually anything that ails you. You do that first and foremost, it'll fix all kinds of problems. In many cases, it'll not only deal with the cancer, but if you had high blood pressure, that'll go away. If you had type 2 diabetes, that'll probably go away. Um, all those different things. And only nutrition does that. But um, one thing that you know we found a couple about well two years ago I think is almost now uh, was fenbendazole, which is a like I said it's a it's used in the veterinary industry for warming uh, animals everything from goldfish to elephants, but primarily for dogs and the stuff that you can buy for dogs in the pet stores and tractor supply and places like that is what a guy named Joe Tippins used to get rid of his cancer. And um, I don't have much time, so I'm not going to play the whole video, but I've got a video here of uh, James Templeton of the Templeton Wellness Foundation um, interviewing Joe Tippins, and we're just going to play a little bit of it to give you an idea uh, just what happened with this particular situation with Joe Tippins. So here we go. Hello everyone, this is James Templeton with the Templeton Wellness Foundation and I'm so excited today. We're here with Joe Tippins and Joe Tippins has quite a story to share with you. And uh, before we get started, I want to ask you to uh, check out our wellness site, templetonwellness.com and also check out our restaurant guide the templeton list it's our new restaurant guide it has all the healthiest restaurants in america i think you're going to really enjoy this because we all want to stay healthy and if we travel and uh, we we're on the road there's there are good places you can eat it's not the same as eating at home of course but anyway i think you're going to really find this very helpful it's easy to use and if you don't have my book I used to have cancer, how I found my own way back to health. Please get it. You can get it at Amazon or you can go to I used to have cancer.com and we'll give you three free downloads. Uh, check it out. You'll see it on the site. But uh, anyway, uh, let's get started here. And Joe, welcome. It's nice to have you today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm in Berlin, Germany. Well, that's, that's unbelievable. You know, with the technology nowadays, it's like uh, we can sit here and talk anywhere. So, so uh, you have quite a story. And can you just tell us uh, what, how this started and a little bit about your diagnosis and how this came to be? Oh, sure. Um, so in uh, Labor Day weekend of uh, 2016, three years ago, a little over three years ago, I was, I had accepted a partnership position with a firm uh, in Zurich, Switzerland and had my Swiss green card and I, my apartment and my clothes were already moved and I was moving to Switzerland. And I went into a weekend dock in a box, um, urgent care center to, because I had a little bit of nasal congestion and I didn't want to get on the long flight. And the guy did, the guy did a chest x-ray and, and, he even brought me back to look at it. It didn't look like anything to me. And he was kind of my first savior. He just wouldn't take no for an answer. And he bugged me all day Sunday and all day Monday before my Tuesday morning flight to Zurich. And finally, uh, Monday afternoon, I went in for a CT and I had a 
tumor in my left lobe of my lung, lower left lung, uh, the size of my fist. With wow. no symptoms, I had no symptoms, zero. I had no idea. And so I picked up the phone and called Switzerland and canceled my trip and canceled my acceptance of that job and started a journey uh, with MD Anderson uh, in Houston, Texas. And, uh, you know, through a comedy of errors that weren't their fault, I, I got pneumonia along the way and they had to change the regimen and double up the radiation. They fried my esophagus into bacon when nothing would go down or up. Oh. Oh. Um, and instead of doing a feeding tube, I decided to live off of my fat stores and my muscle stores. And I went uh, eight weeks with no nutrients in my body, zero. And I uh, went in and IV fluids to keep me hydrated uh, along the way. And in um, December of 17, of 16, three months later, I had a scan and they said, well, we have great news, Joe, the great big monster tumor in your lower left lung is gone. It, and by the way, the biopsy revealed that it was small cell lung cancer, which is the more aggressive of the two kinds of lung cancer. Uh, the good news was is that it was uh, gone from my, the big one was gone from my lower left lung, but the bad news was is it, it metastasized entirely to my, from head to toe. Oh. I, I had tumors in my neck, in my, in my stomach, my liver, my bladder, my pancreas, um, and in my bones from head to toe. Wow. And uh, I don't know if your listeners uh, know, but when statistically, when you have small cell lung cancer that metastasize that far afield, you're a goner. Yeah. Basically, the uh, life expectancy goes below 1%, and the median life expectancy is around three months. And so, uh, you know, that sobering news was, news was given me, and I was pretty much told to go home and hire hospice. Yes. And here's where the plot thickens and my story changed. I got a call the next day mm -hmm. um, from a large animal veterinarian, cattle and horse doctor in Western Oklahoma. I'm from Oklahoma. And I went to college with this guy and I knew his children and everybody. And <coughs> excuse me. He basically told me this crazy story about a scientist at Merck Animal Health on the veterinary medicine side that had uh -huh. been implanting cancer in her mice uh, brains and stomachs and livers and was doing cancer research in her entire mouse population. Uh, as the story was told to me, uh, her entire mouse population came down with intestinal parasites. And so she gave what is given to all animals, whether it's fish all the way up to elephants in the uh -huh. animal. Yeah. Uh, There's a, a drug called fenbendazole, which is in the anthelmintic class of drugs. That anthelmintic only means to kill intestinal parasites. Yes. And um, lo and behold, she saved her mouse population from dying of intestinal parasites. But when she came back several weeks later, she cured the mice of cancer. Uh-huh. And as the story went, she herself got four-stage glioblastoma wrapped around her brainstem, was told to go home and hire hospice. And 
he decided what the heck, started taking this stuff and cleared herself in like 12 weeks. So that's a short-winded answer to the very next day, um, I started taking finbendazole, uh, and I'm taking the veterinary product, uh -huh. the dog dewormer. Is it like a, is it like a pill or? No, it's a, it's a dry tasteless powder that people use to mix into dog food to, to deworm their dogs. And I just I do the same thing. I just mix it with yogurt or a smoothie. And sometimes I just throw it in the back of my throat, and toss it down. And is that something you had to have a prescription to, to have or? You're, no, I mean, look, this is a veterinary medicine drug. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be taking it for human consumption, but I, what the heck? I, yeah. Bought it at one eight hundred petmeds dot com, and I'm such a good customer. I get a dog bone with each order. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I basically uh, through self research, I did my, I did probably two or three thousand hours of research myself. Added a few other things to the regimen, which is now called the Joe Tippins Protocol, which is beyond bizarre to me. Yeah. Um, but I added curcumin, bioavailable curcumin and CBD oil and vitamin E um, to the, to the regimen. And I went through a period of unknown. I went all the way, all through January and February and March and April of 2017 waiting to die because yeah. the median life expectancy was three months and yeah. I was not supposed to survive but I felt fine. There were no symptoms. I felt great. I was, you know, working again. I went in for a scan the first week of May of 17. So three and a half months later, and I was all clear. Wow. So a, pre a previous PET scan that lit up like a Christmas tree from my neck to my pelvis and in my bones and in all my internal organ organs was now gone completely. Uh, and it's called NED, no evidence of disease, as you yes, know. Yes, yes. And um, so I didn't fess up to my doctors what I was do had been doing, but they were all in, kind of in shock. Um, Thought it was just a miracle kind of thing, or is that what well, they were? No, and it, to be honest with you, and I've, we've, I'm learning a lot more as we go here, and I have hundreds or thousands of patients using this now. But at the time, I was on, when it was put on a clinical trial, experimental drug, and they told me at the outset, this drug will not save your life. Mm -hmm. It will not put you in remission. Our best case scenario is it'll buy you a year or two. Mm -hmm. That's, that was the best case. Um, so I said, eh, what the heck? And so the reason I really didn't tell them at that point was that I thought, I don't want to get kicked off this trial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I waited until I, the May scan was clear. I waited until the July scan was clear. And then I waited until the September scan was clear. And and then the trial was over. And after the trial was over and they couldn't kick me off of it, then I fessed up as to what I was taking. Yeah. And I've had some very interesting conversations with my physicians over the last three years since then. I'm now 30 months all clear, completely no no evidence of disease now after being told no hope. Now, what did the physician think about it, what you <laughs> told him? Well, there's the uh, private 
position that you've become a friend with behind a closed door, and there's the public physician who's represents a major cancer hospital. Yeah. The private guy and the public guy are two separate things, right? Um, so I think behind closed doors, he basically goes, okay, I admit it, what you did had an impact. Mm -hmm. um, but publicly as an institution, he can't make that statement, right? Yeah. And I don't blame him. Did they uh, think that this trial, this drug trial that you were on is the reason or? Well, so the reason I don't think it is. Yeah. Is, uh, this immunotherapy drug is actually quite successful with non-small cell lung cancer. Yeah. But with small cell, it's not successful. I mean, it was an objective response trial and the objective was to buy people an extra, you know, one and a half years. Yeah. And they judged the success or failure of the trial based on that objective. Well, there's not anybody else in total remission yeah. other, than, other than me. And so to me, there's no way that it was it had anything to do with my success. Yeah. And now that I have a hundred other success stories in all different cancer types and all different stages, um, I am even more convinced than it. Yeah. Um, Okay, that's where we're going to stop. It's 12 minutes out of a 38 and a half, 39 minute long video. I'll put a link to this video in the show description on CastBox. So anybody who wants to can go there and get the whole thing. Also, um, he has a website. It's actually a blog. It's called mycancerstory.rocks. Not .com, but .rocks. That's a different suffix that you can use mycancerstory.rocks and uh, he has his protocol there um, all kinds of things it's been translated into Chinese and hundreds of thousands of Chinese people are using the, the therapy over there um, it really has gone viral and the interesting thing is is this stuff works for just about any kind of cancer Again, the only thing is, is if you stop taking it, if you don't change your habits, if you don't stop eating the things that you eat, and if you don't start neutrifying your body, the cancer is going to come back. The only thing that's going to get you to the point where you stay healthy is neutrification. So where he was, he said he added in vitamin E and uh, um, I think it was uh, quercetin or, yeah, I think it was quercetin and... Um, uh, CBD oil and uh, something else. Basically, I would add in the 90 essential nutrients. If you were doing the the, uh, the 90 nutrients along with the fembendazole, I think you would have excellent results. And at the same time, once the cancer's gone, you could stop taking this stuff and basically just maintain your nutrition, and you'll have a much much better outlook. So anyway, that's um, and again, I'm not making. Uh, prescribing or anything else that's what I would do if I had cancer but since I have been using the 90 essential nutrients for over good grief um, April 12th my goodness of 2012 so it's been nine years now nine years and eight days and uh, I don't expect to get cancer uh, all the other things I had are gone uh, rebuilt my knees in 90 days time, got rid of my blood pressure problems, my arthritis, my sciatica, uh, all those different things, dropped 70 pounds and have kept most of it off. Um, 
basically, you know, I'm in better shape now than I was nine years ago. Nine years ago, I didn't expect to see 2013. So, you know, that's something that uh, I wanted to cover just because a friend of mine was just diagnosed and I found out about it. I said, I haven't talked about cancer in a while. I think it's something that um, would be helpful. And uh, the interesting thing is, if you notice here, he did not tell his physicians what he was doing. Because there's not going to be a good response. Number one, many of these physicians have known about this for 40 or 50 years. It's been around. There have been all kinds of studies done. The thing is, is it's not licensed for human use. And as such, they cannot recommend it. And they cannot be positive about it because that would be a violation of the standards of care for oncologists and they could lose their license to practice medicine. They're not going to give up their livelihood to tell you that, you that yeah, this will work, but we can't tell you it'll work. So this thing to do is if you've got cancer, this will not interfere with anything else you're doing. As you see here, he was doing um, a, a trial with a pharmaceutical drug company at the same time. This stuff is pretty much inert. Otherwise, the only, you know, it basically the only downside is you may get a little bit of gastrointestinal disruption because if, after all, it's a warmer. Um, but most people don't have any problems at all. There's no real downside. It's very inexpensive. Um, you can buy a three pack of the powder for like uh, less than $10 in most places uh, like uh, Tractor Supply, Quality Farm and Fleet, uh, Pet Meds. You know, you can get it online. You can buy larger quantities uh, from different places for a lot less money, uh, however you want to do it. But as long as it says fembendazole on it, it's the right stuff. And the small or large dog package, it really doesn't make any difference. The stuff, you know, he was using the small dog packages, which is like one gram. You do it three days a week and off on four, off four days. Then the next week you do three days and off four days. So basically in 12 weeks time, using 36 packages of this stuff and there's usually three packs in a box for less than 10 bucks so what um 12 pack you know 120 dollars maybe <laughs> and you can uh, basically get rid of your cancer and he was he was riddled with it his whole body from head to toe basically and it was all gone and of course the mds number one they say you're gonna die there's no way you're gonna survive this and then when he came back cancer free it was like what <laughs> And, uh, you know, there have been people out there now that have admitted, yeah, this stuff's been around for a long time. We know it does what it does, but we can't talk about it. Because if, imagine what would happen to the cancer industry, and that's what it is, if something as simple as a, you know, $10 a pack a week dog warmer would make your cancer go away. Billions and billions and billions of dollars of drug money would be gone all the doctors and the medical staff and everybody it would collapse it they're not going to allow that to happen so my suggestion if i number one i would go to a doctor for diagnosis period tell me what i got tell me where it's at whatever and then i'll take it from there but i will never do radiation chemo or surgery for cancer not that i'll ever have cancer but if i did the last person i would go for you know, to have treatment would be an MD because they are absolutely clueless. It's another chronic health issue, just like the other 899 
that they don't know anything about because it's caused by a nutritional deficiency. So go to them, get diagnosed so that you know what's going on, and then do nutrition, do C60, do fembendazole. You can add all that stuff together. And the more you do, the better off you're going to be, I think, because it's all natural for the most part. You know, this is a chemical, but at least this is a chemical that doesn't hurt you. It doesn't cause any other problems. You may have a tendency to want to chase cars, but other than that, uh, you'll be fine. (laughs) Just kidding. I haven't heard of anybody chasing cars yet. But do not make the mistake of saying, Doc, what do you think about this? It will not end well. Simple as that. You know, this is something your your doctor does not need to know that you're doing this because, like I said, there won't be anything good comes out of it. They don't understand it. If they under if they know it all about it, they're not going to encourage you. And the thing is, is you've got to have a positive mental attitude. One of the things that uh, Mr. Tippins said from the outset, he knew that he was going to beat this. While everybody else, all the physicians and everybody else that he dealt with, was were totally negative. You know, you're going to die. Get used to the idea. He knew that he was going to survive. That played a major role in his survival. Positive mental attitude. The brain is a powerful, powerful thing. And if you have any kind of an illness, you know, that's like a lot of these people diagnosed with COVID. Oh, it's a death sentence because they've been watching the news media so much. You get COVID, you're going to die. When in fact you get COVID, you got a 99.9 plus percent chance of surviving it. Even if you're over, you know, 65. You know, if you got tons of comorbidities, then your chances drop a little bit. But if you do the right things, you still, it's still a survival disease. Nobody has to die from this unless you're dealing with MDs because they're idiots. (laughs) Flat out, you know, they're good for diagnosis. And if you need surgery, really need surgery, like you've got an arm ripped off in a car accident or a farming accident, yeah, go to an MD. But otherwise, use them for diagnosis and that's it. Then find somebody like a a naturopath, a homeopath, um, someone that understands holistic type things, and they'll point you in a better direction. So anyway, I wanted to cover that a little bit um, just because it's been a while since we talked about cancer. But um, from at this point, during the last little bit of time we've got, just wanted to look at some things that are going on here. Of course, um, the number of people dying from the vaccines are rapidly, you know, going over. You know, like I said, the honest numbers, according to the CDC, about 6% of the actual, you know, the large number, the monster numbers they say have died. I think it's something like half a million in the U.S. now. 6% of that is actually about what has died. So that's about 30,000 people who have died from COVID. Now, a lot more died with it, but they didn't die from it. They died from other things like high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, obesity, um, those kind of things. And COVID was just along for the ride. But the number of people that actually got this and didn't have anything else beforehand and died about 30,000 out of 500,000, okay? About 6%. And they didn't have to, but they made the mistake of going to an MD. If they'd have stayed home and basically dealt with it themselves using nutrition and supporting a healthy immune system, 
they'd have done much better and probably would have survived it and there wouldn't have had to been almost anybody die. But because of Big Pharma and the Democratic Party trying to get rid of Trump and trying to kill off a lot of people, um, we got what we got. And now that the alleged vaccines are here, Bill Gates, who is, you know, a major part of Moderna, who is a has been online he's a he's a major eugenicist he's on record wanting to kill off a large portion of the world's population and one of the ways he chooses to do that is through vaccines and uh, there are people all over the world that are calling for his arrest uh, because of what he's done to uh, people in africa and india all you know all over the place with their his bogus polio vaccines and the mmrs and all the junk they've done everywhere this killed off lots and lots of people, has basically um, uh, sterilized a bunch of women in Africa. You know, all the stuff that they have done is just is just disgusting. And yet people in this country are lining up, rolling up their sleeves, begging for it. And all I can say is, hey, knock yourself out. There's just going to be more room for us when the time problem when it's all said and done. You know, Dr. Judy Mikovic is saying, you know, minimum of 50 million Americans will die from the alleged vaccines. And Dr. Sherry Tenpenny agrees with her. And those are two high-ranking people that are almost without peer when it comes to research and vaccines and, and that kind of stuff. But um, anybody that gets and, you know, goes along with this stuff, you're asking for it. And if you don't, you know, just if you survive the first two doses, don't think that you got it made. Because now we're starting to see it's been roughly three and a half, four months that they've been given these things. And now we're starting to see the long-term effects. People that survived initially, but three or four months down the road, boom, keel over dead. 27-year-old doctor in Chicago died last week or the week before. Perfect health. Uh, doing great, everything was good, and he just keels over. And he'd gotten the two doses. I think the last dose was in early March, and in late March or early April, boom, he's dead. And that's what Dr. Tempenny was saying. She said it'd be three, six, nine, twelve months down the road before we really start seeing the death results of these vaccines. And the thing is, is the longer it takes, the harder it is to pin it on the vaccine because it was so, oh, it was so long ago, that couldn't possibly be it. But the way the stuff works, that's what's going to happen. So if you got it, nice knowing you. Uh, simple as that. And the government's uh, data now reveals that all the emergency use authorization vaccines, which includes the Moderna, the Pfizer, and the Johnson Johnson, cause blood clots. Originally, it was just the Johnson Johnson. They paused it for like six or seven cases. One died. Um, and I honestly believe that they were doing that. Just they were picking the, the smallest thing, checking it over quickly. They'll, they'll put it back in, on track, and then they'll say, well, we've solved that problem, so all, everything's fine now. And in the meantime, the other people that have received the other vaccines, there have been 3,000-plus die from those in the last three or four months. If you go back and look at the so-called death numbers, the first three or four months of COVID, I don't think we had that many people die from the disease. You know, when you look at the actual numbers, you know, when we're, we're still look, we're looking at 30,000 total uh, over the last, what, 14 months or maybe, I guess, 
you know, somewhere around between 12 and 14 months and break that down. You know, we're looking at 3,000 and basically three months. And the numbers, are, and that again is from the VAERS system, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which is notoriously inaccurate. Only between 1% and 10% of adverse events ever gets reported to VAERS. So you can multiply that 3,000 by 90 or more to get what really has died from these things. Okay, so, you know, we're, we're not looking good. And the people that are rolling up their sleeves for this stuff, they're asking for trouble. And uh, funny, Bill Maher, big liberal, slams fellow liberals for COVID ignorance. I think that's interesting. He's actually coming out saying that red states have done far better than blue. Good for him. Blue state laws will never end for masks, social distancing, forced vaccination. That's what I've been saying all along. You know, back in the 50s, the KGB did a study where they told they basically told people to lie for 30 days. And after that, the people believed it and would not change, even though they were presented with tons of evidence to show them the truth. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. Even though these red states are lifting their uh, requirements, their mandates for masks and stuff, the individuals, the business owners and the individuals themselves are saying, no, no, I'm still wearing a mask. I'm scared to death. They have been programmed. They have been indoctrinated. They have been stupefied. <laughs> They've been all but given of a frontal lobotomy. And these people are out there walking around in society. You know, and it's, it's, it's not going to end. You're going to see people wearing masks for years. It's just unbelievable. But, uh, oh, well, you know, if they're that stupid, you know, they'll, they'll eventually they'll develop, you know, uh, bacterial pneumonia or some other kind of thing. And, you know, slowly but surely all the mask wearers will die off and then we'll have the smart people left. Children next to be sacrificed to COVID-19 mRNA injections as 12-year-old girl is paralyzed during trials. Isn't that just special? <sighs> Both Moderna and Pfizer have announced recently they're beginning trials of their COVID mRNA injections on children between the ages of 6 months and 11 years old. That's child abuse. Any parent that allows their child to be involved in something like this is a nut job. Moderna currently has a trial ongoing with children between the ages of 12 and 17 and about 3,000 participants. And apparently one of those participants, a 12-year-old girl named Maddie, is now paralyzed from the waist down and reportedly is now suffering from an inability to urinate on her own, a bowel obstruction, excruciating pain, fainting episodes, and other neurological problems. A woman with a YouTube channel named What's-Her-Face, ah yes, I've listened to her, she's pretty good. Check that out. She's really funny. <laughs> and has spoken with members of the family and reported on her YouTube channel. Uh, since videos uh, that are critical of vaccines disappear on YouTube, uh, we have it on Rumble aha, and BitChute. And I will link this uh, in the show description. I don't have time to play her video, or I would. I'm going to watch it myself because I love What's-Her-Face. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I'll link it. Uh, sacrificing children for medical research is evil. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination or 
one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who casts a spell, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. That's Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 11. The sacrificing of one's child for the purpose of occult practices has existed throughout human history. The English word sorcerer, used in Deuteronomy 18.10, is translated pharmakos, which is in the Greek translated out of the Old Hebrew Testament to the Septuagint, and that uh, Greek word means magician, or one who uses medicine, magic potions, or poisons. Yeah, do a research on pharmakia, uh, witchcraft and sorcery, and that's basically what you got these days. MDs basically practice witchcraft and sorcery and that is not spoken highly of in the bible for good reason the word was used to describe the wicked queen jezebel in second kings 9:22, possibly the most evil woman ever recorded in the bible and i'm sure she's uh, hillary clinton was probably in her bloodline <laughs> when joram saw jehu he asked have you come in peace jehu how can there be peace, Jehu replied, as long as all the idolatry and witchcraft of your mother Jezebel abounds? 2 Kings 9.22 If we were to use the strictly modern English translation of the last part of the verse, it would better read, How can there be peace as long as all the addictions and enchanted drugs of your mother Jezebel abound? Yeah, not bad. The injection of poisons into children based on a belief that such an injection will protect the child from some danger, like a virus, absolutely fits this definition, and our present-day English words such as pharmacy, pharmaceuticals, pharma, etc. all evolved into the English language from these Greek words pharmakos, pharmakon, and pharmakia, etc. Such a belief is based on fear and the ones selling the fear are the same ones selling the medicines to allegedly protect oneself from being feared. From the thing being feared, excuse me. Throughout much of history, health was, reviewed, was viewed primarily as a spiritual issue, and if one was sick, they visited a priest to figure out how to appease the spirits or gods. Whew. Things are really no different today. Doctors have primarily placed priests, such, uh, replaced priests, and perhaps the great COVID deception that has been inflicted upon most of the world's population has caused more people to wake up and realize that modern medicine has a lot more to do with a belief system that functions like a religion than it does with real science. And again, a belief system, positive mental attitude. Again, this is what I was telling you earlier. Your mental attitude on things plays a major role in how you fare when it comes to illness. Joe Tippins knew he was going to beat it, and he did. On the other hand, there are people out there that get shot in the arm of total, you know, survivable wound, and they believe they're going to die because they've been shot, and they die. This had happened on the battlefield many times. So anyway, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with more. And until then, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day and God bless.